and welcome to the Energy Report with me, Rebecca Conran, on the New Story Podcast. I'm so excited to share with you all that my record is out. It's released, Yin. Uh, It's available right now through Bandcamp, uh, which is linked in the show notes. Um, And it should be more widely available down the line. But uh, it's, it's a wonderful sound bath meditation, but also is modern. Um, and uh, so, yeah, if you've been looking for a nice sound bath meditation, ritual, sonic healing, energy healing, <laughs> um, it's only $11. And it's something that you can have any time and pull out and feel into that loving uh, vibration. So I can't wait to hear more from you guys about how you're feeling about the record. Uh, again, it's linked in the show notes, uh, or it's Rebecca Conran. Well, hang on, let me find the right link here. It is rebeccaconran.bandcamp.com. Alrighty. So this is the energy report for January the 20th through the 26th of 2020. The theme this week I've picked is if I feel bitter, I am closed off to love. If I feel bitter, I'm closed off to love. We all have those moments where we catch ourselves in judgment or anger, um, or maybe we haven't been catching ourselves and that's, that's where we're at. This is the time to do so. Um, If we are judgmental and angry and bitter towards other people, we're not really living in an unconditional love. That doesn't mean that you need to feel judgment or shame if you are bitter. It just means that the, the, um, the solution, the medicine for bitterness, for our anger, for our separation, for our, um, feeling uh, different or unloved or unworthy. It's always love. It's always love. It's always about opening up more channels to love. Love is the ultimate healer. Anybody who is um, behaving terribly, doing awful things, there is a deficit of love. There is a deficit of love. There is a withholding of love. There is a disconnect from love. And as we are all healers, we all have the ability to heal. We all have the ability to raise the vibration of this, of this earth, of our collective consciousness um, by meeting the pain and the suffering with more love then we can help everything to heal especially ourselves. So if I'm feeling bitter about my situation, I'm closed off to love. An easy way to get back to love is always gratitude, right? Really feeling into that gratitude of the blessings that we have. Many, many blessings that we have always, you know. Um, Nothing is ever always all bad. Something I found too is that... um, it's so easy to not be able to receive, you know, it's really easy to not be receiving the blessings in our lives. It's like, it's like we're so used to beating ourselves up 
that it's really hard to receive, you know? So where might you be closed off to love, closed off to receiving, closed off to the blessings in your life? If you're feeling bitter, that's a good message um, that there needs to be some attention put uh, in this direction. The tarot card this week is the Eight of Swords. This is a rough card, okay? It's our old friend because we've had it before. The Psychic Tarot calls it the Trapped in Fear card. Um, Are we in a mental prison of our own making? Do our own thoughts and ideas withhold us from any upliftment, hope, joy, or love? So it is true. We are definitely feeling confused, powerless, and sometimes alone currently. Our circumstances may very well be very restrictive. We might feel stuck uh, in a dead-end job or a relationship or much more difficult circumstances. We might feel stuck in poor health. Um, There are lots of avenues that we might see this. We might feel stuck, but we always have choices. And we need to remember that to allow manifestation to happen, we need to allow for the element of surprise. Okay, nothing that ever manifested in my life did I know how it was going to manifest. I didn't know, ever. I just um, want, I just set the intention and then almost like I believed in it, but I also kind of threw it away too. And it was like the energy of what will be will be if it's good for me. Um, so we have to remember that if we're laser focused on what isn't happening for us, or if we're laser focused on the worst case scenarios, then we might unwittingly be our own self-fulfilling prophecy, blocking ourselves from receiving that which is our birthright, which is a sense of worthiness. So is that true? Are we in some way blocking a sense of worthiness in ourselves that is also restricting us from being able to manifest things that we like? And I, I speak of manifestation, but like, I don't think manifestation is all it's cracked up to be, okay? It's just fucking not. It's not all about making magic and making money appear and shit, okay? Sometimes we manifest the courage to fucking get through the difficulties in life. It's normal to have difficult experiences in this life. We can't wish away the human experience, okay? It's like an experience of survival here. So... It, when I'm speaking about manifestation, I'm not just speaking of like bringing in all the jolly golly good things, you know, like that's, that's not really it. That's not the expectation here. You know, um, in, in terms of like, for me, you know, a lot of times the things that I've manifested, even good things, they, it's a very, be careful what you wish for type thing, because everything has, its trials, and its difficulties. Um, So remembering that we might not have exactly what we want right now, but we're having exactly what we need, okay? So the Eight of Swords, you know, this is this stuckness, this entrapment. Nothing works out for me. Nothing is ever good. I'm all alone. I'll never be able to have any money. Everything is always a struggle. Hard, 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 you know, um... What we might be blocking, right, ourselves from manifesting is a sense of peace 
<laughs> it might not even be a thing that we truly need. You know, what do we think that having a relationship is going to give us? What do we think that having money is going to give us? What do we think that having an ideal job is going to give us? Well, we think it's going to manifest a sense of worthiness, arrival, security, peace. Okay, those are all things that you can manifest within you without actually having a, a fantastic fucking career, a, you know, gorgeous husband, uh like a million dollars in the bank. Okay. So this week we're really tapping into that. Don't paint yourself into the corner. There is always a solution and a way forward, no matter how difficult it might be. Don't succumb to bitterness. Sometimes the solution is like having a wait and see attitude and letting go of needing something to just manifest your way. Definitely something that we're all like under the thumb of is divine timing. And that's because, you know, Saturn and Pluto are still conjunct and Saturn is the planet of time and Pluto is all about evolving, right? So we're evolving past just the human concepts of time, these, these old systems of time uh, to do with like that Capricorn energy. An opening to um, the reality that time is a construct that doesn't really exist, that all time is happening at all times. And um, you're right on time, is what I'm trying to say. You're always right on time. So the Eight of Swords. Don't succumb to bitterness. There's always a way forward, no matter how difficult. The ritual this week is a willingness to forgive. So how about first and foremost, we just take a moment right now to forgive ourselves for whatever we think we're supposed to know that is eluding us. What if we just take a second right now to stop beating ourselves up and imagine that we're right on time. We're truly doing our best from where we are at. This week, we want to be willing to forgive ourselves for the expectations that we hold, that hold us in pain and grief. So the oracle cards I pulled for this week, they showed me that, yes, actually, this is the perfect time to give birth to new relationships, ideas, projects, and more. We can stay optimistic. However, divine timing, a.k.a. the baby's going to come when the baby is ready, is a major factor. Remember that the 2020 tarot card was the page of wands. So this year we're being asked to just really try to lighten up around the things that aren't materializing, how you thought they would in infuse more playfulness, a lighter attitude, uh, you know, more laughter, laughing at how fucking fucked up shit is sometimes. You're just like, throw your hands up to the sky, right? Um... Just trying to lighten up around things, just not materializing in the right time, the right way. Laughing when you when you do get a boyfriend and he turns out to kind of be the same old unavailable fuck boy <laughs> or girlfriend, you know, a, a partner of some sort. Laughing at that, you know, it doesn't have to all be so serious. We don't have to be like, God damn myself. I can't believe I'm fucking failing. You can be like, well, 
I guess I'm still there. I guess I'm still doing this shit. That's cool. All right. All right. I'm noticing it. I'm noticing it. You know, there's always two different ways that we can, or more. There's always more than just one way of, like, dealing with our problems in our life. So creating more of a, like, friendly outlook towards the self uh, where we're just not so harsh. We're not like that, you know, headmistress from Matilda towards ourself. You know, we're just, like, able to easily forgive ourselves for these for, for the patterns that we're currently experiencing, that we're actually meant to be mysteri- uh, uh, experiencing right now and working our way through. So again, you're right on time. So if you're feeling ready to open new doors, but no new doors are appearing, appearing, appearing uh, you might need to check in with completion for past events. So we can say we want to move forward in a new and loving relationship But if we're unwilling to learn the lessons of the past and to accept the love that is already available to us and to fully forgive, then the messages that we might be sending out energetically are not ones of readiness. So what do you need to do to forgive? What can you um, forgive yourself for? Who are you ready to forgive? What are you not yet ready to forgive? Right? Where, where, Where are you... And, and that is totally appropriate. You don't have to be ready to forgive if you're not ready, but honor that honor where those places, those stuck places are. Be, be truthful with yourself. It's totally fine. You have as much time as you need to come around to forgiveness. Maybe you can forgive yourself for not being ready to forgive yet, right? There's a lot of, there's a lot of ways to work with this energy. So this week, the ritual is a willingness to forgive in some way. Through forgiveness, we can call back to us and reclaim the pieces of our spirit and energy that we've unconsciously given away to others, and we can revitalize ourselves. Forgiveness is really important. You know, um, I recently uh, ended an estrangement with my dad, and um, I I'm not I'm not going to be pursuing like a, a relationship, but I, at the same time, um, wanted to extend forgiveness, um, for him not meeting my expectations. I forgave him because he didn't meet my expectations. And I asked for forgiveness where I didn't meet his expectations. So there are ways of forgiving that might not be, I forgive you for this, this situation, But we can forgive somebody for their failings. We can forgive them for their imperfection. We can forgive them for their for their being wounded individuals. So maybe there's a way around uh, this energy that is supportive to you. Um, But again, this is not about giving over your energy to somebody else. This is about claiming your energy back from them through forgiveness. So this is just about you supporting yourself. So if somebody has done something harmful to you, by forgiving them, you're really claiming those pieces of your own soul and spirit and energy that you're unconsciously still linked to that person through, and you're claiming it back. You're saying, no, this is mine, this is all mine, this is all me, and I take possession back of my, of my energy and my experience. 
All right, so this week, quite a few things going on. On Monday the 20th, we're going to start off the week with the sun entering Aquarius, and the moon is going to be conjunct Mars and Sagittarius on the same day. So first of all, happy birthday, Aquarius. Many of my closest female friends happen to be Aquarius, which is pretty astonishing given that I have zero planets in Aquarius. Also, uh, a lesson in not listening to horoscopes, which tell you that certain signs are not a good fit for you, okay? There is so much more to astrology than these simplified ideas. Uh, Don't get caught up in that kind of like mental... um, just mental bullshit, like, oh, this person is this sign, so they're a good fit for me, and this person is this sign, so they're not a good fit for you. Honestly, the fucking birth chart is so nuanced that we probably don't actually have any clue who the best fucking fit is for us, because opposites also attract and show us places that help us to feel more of a complete reflection of ourself. So, yes, I love Aquarius. Um, And I find as a Cancer Leo cusper that their energy is really supportive to my energy. Um, Aquarius, uh, don't get bogged down with over-emotionality, okay? They're able to really remain detached and rational uh, when dealing with feelings, or the Aquarian energy is able to do that. Aquarius, as the collective identity or the sun in Aquarius, It's going to highlight our humanitarianism, freedom, innovation, rebelliousness, revolution, and it's also going to highlight a lack thereof where applicable. I think it's interesting that the impeachment trial is now. Um, We'll see if we are truly moving towards, you know, collective freedom, collective humanitarianism, collective altruism. I mean, we definitely are but we'll see how quickly it manifests uh, for the, you know, en masse. This is a great time to focus our minds, especially now that Mercury has joined in this air element of uh, Aquarius. We can lead with the head. We can cultivate new ingenious ways of doing things. This energy can support sudden flashes of insight that can alter the course of your life. If you have something you've been wanting to share that seems eccentric or different, this is actually a really great time to do so. If you don't feel free or you need to create more freedom, this is absolutely supportive time to be completely true to yourself. You'll really have the energy to just do your own thing and go your own way. Again, it's a time where we're going to see more humanitarian efforts, um, where we're going to feel pushed strongly to act On behalf of human freedom, Uh, Aquarius likes its space. It doesn't want to feel caged in. It wants to feel valued for its intrinsic individuality as it does for for others. So where do we need a little bit of this infusion? Where do we need to eschew societal norms, you know, and enrich our lives with our own genuine weirdness? Where can we just learn to love and accept that genuine weirdness? Um, The shadow sides of this energy is like the contrary, debate-loving ne'er-do-well who can only see with tunnel vision and pushes people around with self-centered and controlling behaviors. I mean, when Aquarius is dark, it's really fucking dark. You know, so we want to watch for that kind of controlling, like barreling over other people kind of energy. We want to watch for personal hypocrisy. 
where our words and actions don't match. We want to be truthful when we see it in those closest to us, too, regardless of the repercussions. Around 2 p.m. Eastern on the same day that the sun enters Aquarius, both Mars and the moon are going to be at 11 degrees Sagittarius, so they're going to be conjunct, working together. The Mars being our action and aggression, the moon being our emotional feminine selves. So what do we get when these two entities work together? Could be explosive emotions with everybody thinking that they know what the truth is. Okay, you have a truth, I have a truth, both of them are true, and yet there is also a higher truth, right? So subjective, truth is subjective except for when it comes to the laws of the universe, which are, um, you know, are higher truths. This is a pickle for our contrary collective, right? We, we all have differing beliefs. We all have differing ideas. How do we unify them? The Sabian symbol for this degree, the 11th degree of Sagittarius, is all about adjustments around perspective. So Blaine Bovey explains of this symbol, which is called, A flag turns into an eagle that crows. So he explains, imagine seeing the telltale tie-dye t-shirt, sandals, and long hair. Then you meet the actual person and preconceptions dissolve through personal presence. Then appreciation swells while you hear what they have to say. A flag, meaning it looks a certain way. An eagle, meaning it is a living reality. That crows, meaning a living reality whose self-expression stays far more than ever imagined. The result, surprise at what you are willing to get down with once appearances are stripped. So this is really about our emotional prejudices, uh, our, our prejudices where our past experiences have painted the outlook of our future. It might be prejudice to do with somebody wearing a red Trump hat, okay, where we look at them, we say they look a certain way, and we start to remove the human reality of that person, the reality of who that person is. Um, so where do you find yourself in judgment of others that results in blame and shame? Where do you find yourself in judgment of yourself? Can you soften with loving eyes, realizing that judgment without mercy that we might hold for ourselves or others is reflective of a lack of unconditional love that is our problem. That's our problem alone if we're not able to connect into that unconditional love. And guess what else? Pluto and Saturn are still in tight conjunction at 23 degrees Capricorn, which I discussed at length in the, um, the week of the 6th through the 12th, which you can... Um, re-listen to on the podcast or you can uh, visit my newsletter archive on www.rebeccaconran.com to check in with so Pluto and Saturn are still in a tight conjunction through till through April um, but right now they're still at 23 degrees Capricorn uh, Jupiter is also conjunct Jupiter in Capricorn is also conjunct the south node both in Capricorn so not only are we breaking down all of these old structures, evolving, and as a whole collective here, the whole world is evolving in such a deep, transformative way, we are also in this 
we're moving forward, we're evolving, and we are releasing this old karma, this past karma, these past lives, lifetimes. So this patriarchal oppression, this non-equality, you know, this uh, searching for approval and achievement over nurturing and creativity and receptivity, that is just being so cleared within all of us. It's a painful time for the collective. It's breaking down. It's breaking through. It's a concerning time. It's confusing. Um, it's restrictive. However, Jupiter conjunct the south node also symbolizes luck and gifts. So each step we take away from our old habits, we're going to see things rapidly appearing in our favor. We're creating these new avenues, these new avenues that we can't even imagine what they're going to look like because we've never experienced it before. But we can trust that it could be, we could trust and be curious that it could be an amazing shift for us. A shift into more kindness, more unconditional love, more inner peace. On Wednesday the 22nd, the sun is going to square Uranus. Uh, and that square is going to sextile Chiron. So with the collective identity of the, aka the sun, in conflict with the energy of revolution and reform, aka Uranus, uh, and with it bringing to light hidden healing with Chiron, we might feel really restless, anxious, and nervous around this transit on Wednesday the 22nd. Uranus, which is the ruler of Aquarius, it's shocking, it's electrifying, it shakes us up out of our comfort zones. So, you know, we might feel uncomfortable on this day. We might feel extra anxious or restless or just just feeling things shifting and shaking. Um, often we may feel uncomfortable in this life, mentally, emotionally, physically. Often we may feel cranky and not our best. It's only natural that we be so. Compassion and kindness for these organic feelings as well as softening towards ourselves, is important. If your mind is racing, if your body is restless, be sure to use exercise and fitness and yoga as your tools this week daily. You know, you're going to feel much more able to combat the day if you support physical grounding, being a body, get in the body, get out of the mind. You're not going to sort things out by thinking about them repetitively. Okay, you're going to sort things out by taking really good care of your body. And then the answers are going to come intuitively and you're going to feel the answers. Friday the 24th, we got a new moon in Aquarius. A theme of this new moon, it might be loneliness and how we deal with being alone. You can definitely feel alone in relationship or surrounded by people. So this isn't just for people who are single who might feel alone. In the evolutionary process, sometimes we have to be prepared to go our own way if those around us are adverse to growth and change. Regardless of the support we may have, we also need to be prepared to enjoy our own support, care, and company. So aloneness uh, and loneliness... These are concepts for every single individual. How do I care for myself? When is it right to, for me to take the reins of my care? When is it right for me to get support? Who do I get support from? Uh, typically, it, it helps and works if you get support from people that are practitioners and professionals because it eliminates that dumping that happens with friends 
It also allows for an energy exchange of value. Um, that's why it works. That's why it works more than having discussion with friends sometimes because you are investing something into uh, your own care and you take it more seriously. So this new moon is going to highlight our inner persona, our um, feminine energy of creating, being, receiving, setting intentions to promote our own freedom of self and our unique individuality, uh, coming to terms with our own aloneness, you know, and what we need to do to support that in a holistic way. The questions we might ask ourselves during this new moon, what can I move forward with to live as my genuine self? What can I free myself from at this time? What boundaries will I commit to for the foreseeable future? Where do I need to take the initiative in my creative endeavors? In what avenues of my life do I need to speak up? How will I contribute to my own healing for the next month? How can I join together with others in enriching ways for the next month? Okay, so Saturday the 25th is the Lunar New Year. Happy Chinese New Year. It's the year of the metal rat. The rat represents the beginning of a new day. Its qualities are being industrious, thrifty, and diligent, all things that we're going to need to activate this year. Rat is the first sign of the Chinese zodiac. It's a new collective cycle that's beginning. The element of metal also adds a wonderful spin on the energy as the metal rat has the ability to turn unlucky events into fortunate ones. So even if things are going on right now that are not ideal, never stop believing that something better might be coming of these experiences that you're having. Something more peaceful, something more fulfilling, or at the very least, you're learning just some deep, deep truths that will benefit your life. Finally, on Sunday the 26th into Monday the 27th, Venus is going to be conjunct Neptune, and this conjunction is going to be square Mars. So Venus is, of course, all things romance and beauty. Neptune can heighten beauty if the beauty is true beauty, or it can reveal deceit by removing the facade. With these planets working in tandem, you could begin a lovely new creative or romantic endeavor, or you could have the truth revealed to you uh, about where your endeavors are not what they're cracked up to be. This conjunction being in conflict with Mars, which is our action and aggression, it speaks more to the latter, right? So we're probably going to have some things revealed to us, right? That our ego might not like. Uh, some places we might have been in a, some illusion or idealization instead of reality. That's okay. That's what happens sometimes. Seeing things as we wish them to be as opposed to how they really are. Uh, with Mars squaring this energy, either way, we're going to be ready to act when the time comes, okay? We're going to be able to move forward. That impulse to, uh, to release things that are not genuine is going to be active for us. So that is our energy report this week. Uh, I definitely feel just such a shift from Mercury going into Aquarius. I feel quite, it's quite a lot of information that's coming in all the time. Um, so really take care of your nervous system. Oat straw is really good for that. Meditation, obviously. Really taking that extra time to perhaps eliminating coffee at this time 
and those things that you think help you to focus and become more clear that actually uh, stimulate you uh, sometimes and over uh, um, overstimulate you, you might want to kind of just like drop it back a notch. So just check in with you, yourself around those things, whatever you think. Um, I happen to just be incredibly sensitive to anything I put in my body. So even one cup of coffee has the ability to make me feel way more emotional. Um, so I'm on that green tea. I'm on that matcha. Uh, I can't believe I just said matcha. <laughs> sometimes, uh, sometimes I surprise myself. All right, so... Finally, dear ones, I want to thank all the supporters of the Energy Report podcast and newsletter, our patrons, those who uh, help each month uh, by giving a small donation towards uh, the ex- an exchange of energy with me to keep this nice and clear and moving forward. We have a new patron, Matthew, and thank you to the Venmo donors, Britt and Christina. Thank you so much. Thank you to all who've been sending me messages of love and encouragement for my new album, Yin which is currently out. It's a sound meditation and energy healing. It's very personal to me. I'm really excited to bring it about. And uh, I worked with just absolutely phenomenal people on it that I'm super, just the best of the best. So I'm really proud uh, to offer it up. And also, finally, I'm having over the next week a sale starting Saturday the 18th to Saturday the 25th. A special discount on my services Uh, This is just a one-time discount. I'm not going to be offering this again, so utilize it while you can. It's, uh, the code is 2020LOVE, 2020LOVE, and it will get you uh, discounts on all packages, intuitive energy energy healing sessions, and private mentorship, so any services. Uh, 2020LOVE. Utilize it while you can. Friends, I love you all so much. Enjoy the record. Enjoy your week. Uh, Stay optimistic. Stay in your love. I love you guys, and I am so grateful that you exist and that you are here in our collective taking the very best care of yourself that you can and helping everybody when you do so. Sending love.